Welcome back to the Attitude Effort Results Podcast presented by Teamwork Online. Who's out there right now looking for a sports or entertainment job? Go to Teamwork Online. They're the number one hiring platform in all of sports and entertainment. Having them be a partner for us is a full circle moment for me because they're individuals at the top of that company that I worked with in Washington, D.C. with the Nationals four years ago already. Wow, it's a long time. Four years ago. No, five years ago. It's 2019. It's 2024. Five years ago already. I met the owner of Teamwork Online at the very first Mount Union conference I ever did, which is the reason I'm in this industry. They're incredible people over there with the same passions and goals that we have here on the podcast. Today's episode is going to gut check some people. The reason for this episode is actually to gut check some people. Give individuals a different perspective and separate everyone from the crowd. Today, <laughs> today we're talking about statistics and thought-provoking questions to start this episode. We're going to talk about how to get ahead of the competition personal experiences that Hunter and I have both gone through that got us here and detailed actionable steps. Today will not promise you a job. It will not promise you an interview, but it will promise you a new perspective. And I'm fairly certain that 90% of you right now have never heard, ever heard what we are going to talk about today. In fact, I'm fairly certain that most people have only ever heard the opposite. So what's our episode title today and what are we talking on? Don't submit your resume. All right, who out there has heard that before? Don't submit your resume when applying for jobs. Anybody ever heard that before? <laughs> I said this last episode and I'm going to say it again. Everything I talk about today, actually, everything I talk about today is specifically for the sports industry. There are going to be tips. There are going to be skills, ideas that work into other organizations and that play very well. And I truthfully believe in the process that we're talking about today can be implemented in other organizations and other industries, 100%. However, I know for a fact that everything that we talk about today works very well in the sports industry and has been proven successful, not just for myself, not just for Hunter, not just for the 10 plus people that I've specifically helped do this, but for hundreds of people in the sports industry. And I think that's what makes what we do awesome because it goes against most things that others talk about. The sports industry goes against the grain. We work different hours. We have different rules. <laughs> we are relatively relaxed in some areas and very buttoned up in others. So today, we're gonna talk about how we should not ever submit our resume when applying for a job, <laughs> let's dive in. You guys want a job in sports? Think about this. There are very limited positions in the sports industry, right? Let's do the math. 32 hockey teams, 32 NFL teams, 30 baseball, 30 NBA, 
29 MLS, which is weird. Why is there 29? Well, let's let's make it. Who who out there wants to own an MLS team? Let's get let's make it happen. Let's get us 30. There's no way that's fun to deal with and creating brackets. <laughs> You know, it's 153 teams, okay? On average, there are about seven people a team coming into an entry-level sales position a year, which equals, my math people out there, 1,071 positions. Every single year, there are just over 1,000 positions available in the sports industry, and that is sales and service specific. Now, there are many other industries in the world, obviously, a big one that a lot of people talk about, so we'll talk about it today, is the finance industry. 715,000 new entry-level jobs will happen in finance between 2021 and 2023. 2031, sorry, 10 years. Divide that by 10 years is 71,500 new jobs a year. Break it down even further, just like the goal-setting process. Break everything down to the smallest bite possible. That means for every one and a half people that get into the sports industry, 98.5 people are getting into finance. That's it. And this is just entry level. So if you're getting into this industry, let you know, first and foremost, you cannot be normal. You cannot go about a process that everybody else in the world does simply by the nature of the career path you're choosing. You want to make your odds even smaller? Narrow yourself down to one league. It goes from 153 teams to either 29, 30, or 32, right? Narrow it down to a city. Oh, I need to work in this city. Narrow it down to a team. My goodness, I only want to work for my favorite team. Your odds just decrease dramatically. I'm not saying it can't happen because it can. And there are people in every organization that are working for their favorite team. We can have an episode on it later. Actually, we should write that down on not working for your favorite team versus working for your favorite team. I'm saying that to say it's a very competitive industry to get into. So People all the time, oh man, I applied, why didn't I hear back from them? Well, <laughs> you probably did the bare minimum. What'd you apply for? How many times did you apply for it? And what were the steps you took to apply for that job? And again, now we can, ex we can expand this, right? All internships, all minor league sports, all youth sport organizations, right? All of these are going to be wrapped into what we're talking today. Oh, I applied, why didn't I hear back? You're doing a bare minimum. All you're doing is submitting your resume and hoping that it happens. Well, let me tell you today why you should not submit your resume. Every job in sports that opens up, every job in sports that opens up has roughly, and I'm probably on the low side, a thousand plus people applying, even internships. What does everyone do? Create a resume. Scroll on Teamwork Online, scroll on LinkedIn. Scroll, 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 hit submit, great job, you applied. You applied for a sports team, that's awesome, good for you, but you're just a number now, because you just did the bare minimum. And guess what, sports are flashy, you're near the players, you get to wear the logo, 
this is the team that I'm on today. You get to wear the logo. You get cool perks. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? You're a number. All you did to get yourself in a position is hit a button on a screen that submitted a piece of paper that you have words on. <laughs> like, that's it. So why would you want to be one in a thousand? You think your piece of paper is that good? We talked about it last week and gave examples. It can be pretty good. We gave examples of how to create a better resume. Not a perfect one. There will never be a perfect resume, but a better one. And it's important. And you guys are going to see down the road where I'm going with this. Because you guys right now, you're like, well, you created an episode last week that how to build a resume. Now you're telling us not to do it. <laughs> Stick with us here. Let's look at the process. When a sports job opens, we'll talk a thousand. That's even round numbers. No manager can get through a thousand resumes to try to find somebody to fill a position. Typically, they want to fill that position within the month that it opens. You cannot go through a thousand resumes as a manager. That's without interviewing anybody. That's just looking at them, right? So what happens? Here's some insider information. Leaders in training, people within the organization, other leaders that are not the direct hiring manager will look at those resumes because it's a simple numbers game. And they also have other jobs to do, by the way. They're working for a professional sports team at a very high level and are already in leadership. Most of the time, it's during season. Sports actually doesn't have a ton of off-season. So most of the time, it's in-season, which makes it even more, even more time-consuming. So everybody gets to look at these resumes. Sometimes those individuals, leaderships and leaders in training, people in high-level positions, other managers conduct interviews as well. But guess what? They don't have the decision-making power. So why would you leave your career in their hands? And if it's going to be in their hands, why not give yourself a leg up? Why not go above and beyond to set yourself up for success? So how do we get ahead of the competition? When you're scrolling on LinkedIn or Teamwork Online and you see a position that is interesting, instead of just clicking and hit submit my application, click on it and let's do some research. 95% will click submit because they're lazy. Yo, let's be professional about this. You're applying for a professional job in the sports career with a high level organization. If you're in professional sports, I don't know this for sure. Most of the teams I'm assuming are valuing around a billion with a B. And you think that clicking a button is the best way to go about getting a job with a billion dollar organization? <laughs> Take some time. Value your time. Dig into the weeds a little bit. Don't just willy nilly apply for jobs all over the place. Be intentional about the position and about the area, the team, the city, etc. right? I hear all the time people being like, well, I applied for four positions in this organization and three positions in that organization and four in that position. And after submitting 25 resumes, I didn't even hear back from one of them. What if you submitted three applications within the same organization? You don't think other departments within the same organization talk to each other at all? They talk. And why would a marketing person want to hire someone who also applied for sales and social media and stadium ops and security? 
The person submitting the resume doesn't even know what they want. Why would the hiring manager want to hire them? Be specific in what you want. Right? Connect with your direct manager. Whoever your direct manager is going to be, connect with them. We've talked about it in episodes before. We're going to dive in it today again. But connect with your direct manager, with others within the organization. Get a feel for the organization. Is that even the one that's right for you? What type of culture do you like? What type of leadership do you like? Does that organization even have it? Or do you just see the logo and the badge and you want to be a part of it? It takes, what, five minutes to type a LinkedIn message if you type very, very slow and are extremely thought-provoking and are using the thesaurus like we told you last episode to do. <laughs> takes 30 minutes for a phone call and a five-minute for a thank you email. Again, if you're extremely thought-provoking, so the most amount of time this should take you is 40 minutes to set up the rest of your career. Is that not worth it? What about when you get on a phone call? You guys are going to fire me up right now. What about when you get on that phone call? If you don't learn anything from any podcast I've ever done or anything we've ever explained about the sports industry or this one goes for all industry, you are not trying to get your foot in the door. Delete, delete, delete that from your vocabulary. You are not trying to get your foot in the door. Oh my goodness, I'm going to blow a gasket here. That is the worst thing that you can do and say. It's also, it's not your fault because our society is trained to think about themselves. Fair? When you're on phone calls with individuals in the sports industry or applying for jobs or even interviewing, we'll talk about interviewing in February as... You'll see the timing. People are starting to interview. Shift your mindset to think what the person across the phone wants. What the person across the table from you wants. That's what you should be thinking about. Because it's, it's not about what you want if you're interviewing for a job. So shift your mind to understand and be able to articulate what they want in a candidate. What they want in an employee. Here's an example, and I'm going to let you guys choose. <laughs> I said this before on the phone to some people talking to them, and they're like, well, that's easy. I'm like, well, yeah, I think so. I think the answer is pretty easy, but I'm going to let you guys decide. There's two candidates, okay? Put yourself as the manager. You're interviewing two candidates. First candidate comes in the room, sits down. They've gotten through this whole interview process. They went from one in 1,000 to now they're one in 10. They sit down across from you, and they say, I'm here to get my foot in the door. I applied for four positions in this organization, and this is the one I landed on. I'm here to get my foot in the door. I'll probably be here for six months, a year, and then I want to go to this position. Then I want to go to marketing. Then I want to go to sales. Then I want to go to partnerships, and then I want to do this and this. And I don't really know, you know down the road, but I'm here right now to get my foot in the door. Okay, there's one candidate. Second candidate comes in, or if you're thinking about it, from a phone call perspective, second person gets on a phone call with you and you're the hiring manager, person across from you, person on the phone says, I'm here to learn and grow within your department. I love marketing and that's what I'm applying for right now. And I want to be the best marketing person I can in this company. And I want to continue to grow here with you. All right, your turn to make the decision. Who would you hire? 
<laughs> Who would you hire? Again, right? Be intentional about what you're doing. Have a process. Set a goal for this. Use the episode, use the details we laid out in previous episodes to set a goal on what you're doing. Large goal, look at the mountain, break it down. Break it down into small bite bite-sized pieces. You are here to learn and grow within your department. You are here to be elite in the position that you choose. Again, it doesn't have to be sales and service. It doesn't have to be sports, but break it down. Break it down. All right, a couple of personal experiences. I'm going to talk about mine. We're going to talk about Hunter's as well. And the reason we're going to talk about these and we're going to talk about ourselves is not to brag. It's also not to gloat in any single way. It's about personal experiences that have worked that are exactly what we're talking about today and that I've been able to use to help others get jobs, put themselves in positions to have opportunities within the sports organization or sports teams. That's why we're doing this today. I'm going to start by saying I've never submitted my resume. When it's mattered. I've never submitted my resume. When it's mattered. Some people out there are like, cool, that's awesome. You had it easy. Cool, that's awesome. Like, good for you. I have to. Listen, it's a formality. It's a checkbox. Again, I'm talking sports specifically. I've never submitted my resume when it's mattered. As a formality, yeah. Every job. You have to. Got to check the box. HR's got to see it. That's cool. The first time I learned this and I experienced this process that we're talking about today and this unknown that people have probably never heard was at a Mount Union Sports Sales Conference in 2018 or 19. I was a sophomore in college. And Mount Union is built for organizations, sport organizations, about 40 of them from across the country to come in, interview individuals, teach, and allow individuals to learn the the sports industry and the sales process, and then to hire people either on the spot or offer so they sign within the next week or two, so that, this happens in February, so that teams can fill their positions for June. That's the whole reason that Mount Union exists is to connect teams and individuals who want jobs, people looking to hire, connect. That's what it's for, to make sure that they are paired. And it is incredible. This is where I met Buffy from Teamwork Online. And this is what started and changed my career. When you start this process, each school or team or each school gets a couple people. So you go through the interview process with your school first, and then you go into, if you go to my union, you drive to the beautiful state of Ohio and the beautiful city of Cleveland in February. It's awesome. Gorgeous. It's like, (laughs) it's Cleveland in February. I'll leave it at that. So I submitted my resume to Mount Union, and four out of my 16 interview time slots were filled. 
the whole reason we're there is to fill 16 time slots. And I had four. This is real life math. Four out of 16 is what? It's funny because I actually had to use my calculator to do this. Um, sorry, mom. Um, four to 16 filled because of my piece of paper. And the whole conference is about interviewing people. It's the only reason. It's literally the only reason we're all there. It's the only reason some 40 sports team flew across the country to Ohio in February. But to me, that didn't matter that I only had a four because I was determined to get an internship when I left that spot. So here's what I did throughout the conference. Thursday night, we had a dinner interview. I met with a guy by the name of Zach Henderson. We had a one-hour conversation. He ended up working for the Washington Nationals. Friday during the day, jumping into trainings, I jumped into everything I possibly could. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know about the sports business side of it, the business side of sports. I didn't know anything about sales. But the managers in the room don't really care because their job is to create salespeople not to hire great salespeople, okay? Big distinction. Their job is to create great salespeople, not hire great salespeople. That's what they get paid to do. Their job is to hire great people who can run the offense, who can run the program that their organization has proven successful. So jumped in, got after it, Made myself extremely uncomfortable in those positions. Also had lunch with a guy on Friday. Didn't know, you didn't actually didn't have a name tag. So I didn't know who he was. I just struck up a conversation, built a relationship, connected with him. He ended up being with the Dodgers. Friday night, hung out with managers from the Milwaukee Bucks, created a relationship. Friday night, also went bowling with the New York Mets that evening, created a relationship. You guys see where I'm going here? I entered the weekend with four to 16 interview slots because of the piece of paper I submitted. I ended the weekend filling 15 out of those 16 interview slots. The four teams that I mentioned are four teams that offered me an internship by the end of that. Reason being, I never handed them a piece of paper, but I did connect with them. I did create a relationship with them. And they all offered me a job on the spot. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this because it's real and it works. And there are many people after me that have adopted this method and are now thriving in the sports industry. And Hunter's one of them. He's a shark. He's a killer. He's an absolute killer. Right? I never submitted my resume for my first two promotions in Miami. Never submitted my resume for my promotion here in Phoenix. Those are all off of referrals all of the connections, all of the relationships I've made throughout the industry and within the organization I was with at the time. Yes, you have to send your resume in so HR can feel good and check a box. But making connections and building relationships, going the extra mile will always trump a piece of paper. Why? And again, this is sports specifically. Don't go out there and other organizations come back on me. Our job's as sales and service people, as reps, is to create relationships. So you don't think a manager would love if you do the same before he interviews you, before she interviews you? That's the whole point of the job. Does that not show intention? Does that not show that you're a go-getter and you don't wait for things to be reactive, that you're proactively going to get something that's yours? One of the most cliche sayings out there 
is it's not what you know, it's who you know. You guys have heard me say it in the past. But the one that we like to use here, it's not about who you know, but who knows you? Who remembers you? How do they remember you? Right? What, what, what does that mean, right? The answer, like, is that if they remember you've earned, you've earned a relationship with them. You've created a bond that they remember you. Hunter and I, and also many before and since us, have earned our positions today based on the relationships and the network that we have diligently crafted, that we have diligently maintained. When an opportunity or an opening comes, we utilize our network and the people, the people who we've left an impression on or that have remembered us. Our real life example from Hunter is a journey of the Deanbacks. He shouts me out here, but I'll be humble and not say anything about it. <laughs> uh, the core pillars that he passed on set Hunter up for success and got him the job. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, what we're doing here and what we advise here on AER, on the Attitude Effort Results podcast, actually works. Hunter tells a story like this after meeting AJ on a group Zoom call in school. He followed up with precise and concise email. Shout out last episode. Stated that Hunter wanted to introduce himself, have a conversation about his career. I like using the format informational interview. Right? AJ, Hunter's manager, was willing to connect, get on the job, have a further conversation. After a couple follow-ups and the practices utilized from episodes we've had in the past. Again, this is all a review from what we've had in the past right now. Networking, getting on the call, preparing for the role you want, follow-up process. Hunter was able to receive communication from AJ that he was directly sending Hunter to the application to apply. That is massive. Having a conversation, building a relationship. After that conversation, the manager now tells you to submit an application, tells you to apply. You don't think that you're going to go from one in a thousand people submitting a resume to one in at least 10. Ten's probably large. You go to the top of the stack right away. Because a manager asks you to submit it. You don't think you're going to be one of the first people he reaches out to if he's using his time, resources, and energy to tell you to submit it? You better now. Now it's just a formal process. Now you submit it. All you people who have been waiting for me to say that, there it is. Don't submit your resume until someone suggests that you do so or until after you do these processes, these calls, these steps. A month later, Hunter was hired. Hired. He was invited to a hiring showcase at Chase Field. VP steps up and says, look around you. There's 18 of you here today. Be proud of you. We started with 1,200 applicants. What did it take, Hunter? Two phone calls? Email? One LinkedIn message? The application process is now expedited because you never submit your resume. Instead, you go above and beyond and create an outstanding relationship with your hiring manager during Zoom calls, during phone calls, during early relationship process. You never ask to submit your resume. You never ask for a job. Jesus, please do not get on a phone call because you want a job. That might be an underlying effect, but that's not why you're there. You're looking way too short term. 
You're looking to connect and build and learn about the organization, about him, about his background, about her, about her background. You are not looking for a job, but because you're able to articulate your past experiences for opportunities in the future, articulate the value and experience via conversation, when they get the piece of paper, yep, boom, checks out, right? How can we do this? How can we help you go through this process as seniors Hello, alarming time, time to start getting on phone calls, time to start applying. People are going to go through June, July, people after, oh man, I've applied to like 30 jobs. I don't know. People just aren't getting back to me. Well, you're one in a thousand every 30 times. You're just not giving yourself a chance. Again, I'm not promising any jobs. I'm not promising any interviews. I'm promising you to get at least to the top half of the stack to give yourself a chance, to put yourself in a position where you can articulate your experiences rather than just having them on a piece of paper, right? How do we get there? First, and I hope a lot of young people are doing this because are listening because if you do this now, you're way ahead of the ballgame. You have to create a clean and polished LinkedIn profile. This is essential for the sports industry, right? Managers are always reference your LinkedIn page for credibility, it's your first impression on them, right? Once your LinkedIn is complete, now you can start creating messages to messages to managers, account executives, people within your organization, you can start connecting, right? So that's first and foremost. Next, when connecting with individuals, everyone can hit the connect button, search their name, you can even search organization. When I started, I know I've told people this, I just thought the state of Colorado was cool. So I just searched organizations in Colorado. I think there's five. I think they have all five professional sports teams there and reached out to all of their managers or all of their, I research all of their teams, find the direct manager, connect with each one of them. Right. But when connecting on LinkedIn, everybody can hit that blue connect button. That's lazy. I'm taking this directly from the university of Iowa sport and rec management leader in Anna Jensen what should we do when connecting with individuals on LinkedIn? Add a note. And we're going to help you out. The note should read something like this. Let's call the manager. His name's Bob. And your name's Billy. Billy Bob. It should read something like this. Hey, Bob. My name is Billy. I'm a senior at the University of Toledo. And I'm in sport and rec management. I'm graduating in May 2024. Based on your availability, giving them control of the conversation, I would like to set up an informational interview to learn about you, your career, and your organization. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for your time. Boom. What did it take? going to take you 45 seconds to write that right so you want to reach out to those sports professionals you want to get on the phone call and guess what when you're on that phone call and you connect with them that gives you permission to submit the resume that gives you some credibility and during the phone call you want to use the sales process specifically in the sales and sport industry you want to build rapport 
You want to build a relationship. Use I, my statements, which is just talking about yourself and your past experiences. You may even know in the back of your head that they have an internship or a job coming available, but don't tip your hand so early. And do not ever start, do not ever start the call by asking for a job. But at the end of it, ask if they have any jobs or internships available. Guess what? Of course they do. That's why you reached out in the first place because you saw a post on LinkedIn or Teamwork Online, which is the number one hiring platform in all sports and entertainment. They'll say yes, right? They'll most likely tell you, hey, you know what? We actually do have this internship available. We do have this. Submit your resume, which, because you prepared ahead of time, is waiting for you. You then submit your resume. Have them, you send an email thanking them for the call with your resume attached. Guess what? You're not one in a thousand anymore. You're one in 10. 10 people maybe have done that. Does, do you not want to boost your odds? And guess what? If they say no to having a internship or job available, right? They're like, hey, we don't have anything available right now. Even if you saw it posted, don't push those buttons because maybe applications have closed. Simply, maybe they didn't like the conversation and that's okay. That's okay. Because now you have an opportunity to complete the sales process and that's asking for a referral. Now you have the opportunity, hey, I love this conversation. It sounds like, it sounds like there's no positions available with the organization. Do you know anybody else who's looking to hire? Do you know anybody else who has an internship coming available? If so, I'd love to connect with them. Guess what? Now you don't even have to research because that person is going to give you a name, someone to connect with. Guess what? In sales, warm leads, way better than cold leads. So you just went through the entire sales process in this phone call. You don't think a manager is going to be very impressed with going through the sales process? That's literally going to be your job the next year, right? Once you complete that sales process, they're going to be all over you. And guess what? What's the worst thing that can happen in doing this? Think of the worst possible thing that can happen when you connect to the sports individual. You spend four minutes typing in, well, five minutes. You type slow and you're very articulate. Four minutes typing a LinkedIn message. You spend 30 minutes on a phone call. And you spend five minutes on a follow-up email. Again, you're very, you have very impactful words and you've used the thesaurus to do it. So it's five minutes. The worst thing that can happen is you learn about a leader in the sports industry. You learn about a new organization. You learn about a demographic of the country and about a clientele within that league, within that sport, within that team, within that city. That's the worst case scenario. Best case scenario, you're now one of the top 10 of the list instead of one of a thousand. And you're one of the phone call first phone calls when they start actually interviewing. I believe three calls a week is ideal. That's personal. There is no right or wrong answer. And that's not too many calls. It's just the right amount of time. So you make three calls. That's 30 minutes a piece. What's an hour and a half a week to set up the rest of your life? How important is this career to you? If you truly want to break into the sports industry or a career that you're interested in, are you willing to go above and beyond to achieve that goal? Right? Are you willing to go above and beyond 
to achieve that goal. Because the sacrifices you make now will pay dividends in the future. And all you have to do is invest now. Where are my financial people out there? Where are my finance people? You need a $5,000 investment right now. What's it worth in 10 years? Not 5K. I don't know that numbers like that. And that's why I ask, <laughs> that's why I ask a lot of really good people that I've built networks with and connections with to handle my money. But it's, it's going to grow, right? You're not looking for a job, guys. You're looking for a career. You're searching for a career. Why not invest now? Why not invest now? All right, like, rate, share this with like-minded individuals, right? Who want to gain exclusive access to information that is not commonly shared and probably has never been heard before. If you've heard that you should never submit a resume before, don't share this. If you haven't heard it, share it. Let's go that. I think that's an easy way to go about it. If you've ever heard it before, don't share it. If you've never heard it before, one person, let somebody else know about it. Many would say this op this episode was and this topic is pretty controversial or not widely appreciated, which is fair. That's fine. I don't need to be liked by any means. But I do know that whoever is able to take these actionable steps and apply them and be intentional with them will reach a new understanding of how to elevate themselves above the competition. That's promised. Think of it like this. Change. Nobody likes change. Out-of-the-box ideas. Non-stereotypical ideas. What do they do? They allow the mind to grow. And you want to put your name at the top of that list. You want to follow guidelines lined out in this episode. Be the few, not the many. Be a leader, not a follower, right? Let's inspire others and continue to grow together.